must have been like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Four, four beers down, Callum was um, drink driving the warthog and um, ends up falling asleep and driving us off a cliff. And that was when we knew it was time to go to bed. Hey, it's Tom here from the Two Dads, One Lad podcast, where we talk all things gaming, as well as some of the issues and challenges of being a gamer whilst dealing with the day-to-day responsibilities of adult life. In this episode, we talked all things gaming nostalgia, some of our favorite games and gaming moments, as well as some of the things that have been happening over the past week, like the release of the PS5 Unreal Engine tech demo. So sit back and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, it's Tom here and we are back for episode two of the Two Dads, One Lad podcast. Today we're going to be talking uh, mainly about nostalgia, um, but we're going to kick off with what we've all been playing for the week or what we've at least been trying to uh, to play for the week. Um, so Cal, how about we start with you, my friend? What have you been playing this week or what have you made an attempt to play? Hello, everybody. Yeah, so... I've been quite busy at the moment with work and some things, but I've managed to finally complete Deliver Us the Moon. Ah, um, yeah. Yeah, which I told you about. Um, have you tried it yet? No, I want to, though. It looks really good. I saw the trailer. It did look really good. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's, it's on Game Pass. It's on Steam. It's on PlayStation. It's on every platform. Um, it's a great little uh, sci-fi game where you play as an astronaut. It's uh, In 2030, the Earth resources, they're all... They're all gone and dusted, and uh, and then uh, resources are being transported from the moon uh, down to Earth, and then about 20 years later, it all goes offline, and then the plot of the, the game is basically you're this lone astronaut, you get sent up to the moon, and you've got to bring everything back online um, and work out what happened to everybody up there. But it's it combines the puzzle elements, exploration, uh, sci-fi. It's a bit, it plays a bit like Alien Isolation. Yeah, I heard that. Like a yeah. bit of like... You don't have the fear factor because you're not being hunted yeah. by anything. So uh, it takes a little bit of the stress away. But there's moments where, uh, you know, suddenly like a hole opens up, you've got no oxygen, you've got a time where you've got to go around, you've got a problem solved to try and get everything back online to, to stay alive. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's probably only like a six hour campaign, which is probably the only downside. Um, but there's loads of collectibles in it. I managed to platinum it and get 1000G. Um, just by, I went back over. You can replay chapters as well, so if you miss anything, you can go back to collect all the stuff. Uh, so I played that mainly, and I've been playing Gears Tactics on PC, which is an XCOM style. Yeah, yeah, mate, it's awesome. Is it? Is it? Is it free or is it a paid thing? Uh, again, it's an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate free, okay. uh, or it's I think it's forty nine ninety nine uh, pounds on Steam and on the Xbox Store if you have to buy it separately. Um, but it's great. Still, it's, I think it's made in partnership with the Coalition, set mm. 10 years before the Locusts do their thing. Um, well, they set at the beginning of the Locust War, sorry, well, just after they've emerged, before the events of Gears War 1. Yeah. Because um, it's all top down. Uh, have you played XCOM? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. XCOM. It's brilliant. Yeah. So it's, it's, it plays like that. There's a few cool twists to it where they've added execution. So you've got Gears of War style, chainsaw execution and stuff like right. that. If you pull them off, you get extra action points so you can keep the fight going longer. Um, the cutscenes are cutscenes are awesome. They're like it's literally just like a, a Gears game through and through. Is, oh, is, do, you, do you think we'll do you think we'll see that come now that you've seen the game and and obviously we've seen games before where you they have to convert the controls from PC mm-hmm. style controls to 
two controller, which can be quite difficult. Do you think we will see that come over to Xbox at some point? Is it possible, or is it just too complicated for, for Xbox controllers? I think it's been confirmed as coming to Xbox. It just says at the moment it's listed as 2020. Oh. Um, I'd imagine that... Um, I mean, XCOM and XCOM 2 is on Xbox. Yeah, I was going to say. That's were, where I, they? Yeah, yeah, and that's where I first played XCOM 1, and then I played Xbox 2 on, on PC. But the, the controls worked fine for it. I think the difference between uh, a turn-based strategy game and a real-time strategy game is, because it's a bit of a slower process, it, you can do more from the, the controller side of things. With real-time, where everything's kicking off and it's all going a bit crazy, it can be hard to get through your buttons, can't it? But when you've got that extra time, using a gamepad works but so potentially we're looking at we're looking at end of year i'm just thinking end of year 2020 we've, we've got obviously the series x launch then so mm-hmm. you know decent graphics it might be a it might be a launch title for the series x but also as yeah. you're alluding to the slower gameplay possibly a perfect title for x cloud where you've got a bit of late latency uh, and because you've got that delay between match you know between um goes yeah potentially play out quite nicely on xCloud. Yeah, so at the moment, the other one, uh, so I like turn-based games, and you've got uh, Mutant uh, Year Zero, Road to Eden, I think it's called. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, that's on, that's a Game Pass title, and that's that's kind of the reason I, I picked it up. And that's an exploration-based game, but the battles take place in turn-based tactical in the same style of XCOM and Gears Tactics. Um, and I've, I've played that, and that's on xCloud. So I've, I've even played that on my on my phone with a gamepad, and yeah, and it worked quite well. It's a single player experience, and it's turn based, so it kind of allows for that extra, I suppose, latency or whatever. But yeah, these are both really good games I've been enjoying in the last like week or two. Gears Tactics, I am on the final boss, which is an absolute bitch. I have tried it for the last three nights before I've gone to work, and I can't beat it. So I'll be trying that again later before I go to work. But yeah, wish me luck. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm sure you get there. Yeah. Anyway, Andy, what have you done? Yeah. Nice. Well, I've had sort of limited access, but I've been um, grinding through uh, Call of Duty Warzone, uh, the Battle Royale. Uh, We're still in Season 3 at the moment, but we're approaching Season 4. So, like most games, there's a new... uh, The game is free to play. So, with each season, they introduce uh, an optional, uh, like, Battle Pass type thing. Uh, which is around eight to ten pounds. Obviously, there's a US sort of conversion there, but about ten dollars. Um, and yeah, so we've got we've got about fifteen days left on that battle pass. So any levels that you've not got to yet, anything that you've not unlocked, any of the cosmetic items, um, it's time to have a final sort of push for that and grind it out and and get those final unlocks. Because once we go into season four, it'll be a new new collection of bits. Um, so yeah, they're still keeping it fresh. There's lots of constant. Uh, mini updates they're they're quite good where they um they drop a they drop a season update at the beginning so people have to download an update on the console for say 15 to 20 gigabytes and then what they do is throughout the season they do sort of i presume server side updates so the content is already there on your xbox you don't have to do an update every week but the game itself will update so you'll open the game and it will say the game has been updated behind the scenes. You just need to restart the game and you'll go in there and the, the playlists are all different. So different types of matches, different maps or different um, game modes, I, I suppose, is the best way to word it. 
Mm. Um, so that's quite good. You know, you just get on there sometimes midweek and, and you log on and, and suddenly they've changed everything around and, and you haven't had to download a massive update anymore. So that's clearly the future of how I think things are, will be done because people are starting to get a bit peeved off with with massive updates for the Xbox. You know, they get told that their friends are online um, or whatever. They boot up their console to find out there's a, there's a massive 20 gig update and they, they can't play with their friends that evening. It ruins the experience. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems to be how they how they're getting around that or, or working around. So it's funny. yeah, it's looking looking for season four. It's funny you should say that because it's basically the reason that I haven't played Warzone ever is because I turned it I turned the Xbox on. Everyone's like, oh yeah, look, this thing called Warzone is free. I was like, sweet. I went on. I think it's at like sixty gig or something. It was. Yeah. I started downloading it and I was like, nah, I'm gonna play something else. And then it, yeah, never happened. So Warzone now I think is is around. A uh, hundred gig now on 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 the wow. One X when you're looking at like 4K graphics, and most people obviously they owned Call of Duty Modern Warfare before, so when they added on Warzone it was only a small update. But for those that have jumped on the sort of free to play bandwagon and they didn't have Call of Duty installed at all, yeah, obviously you're looking at yes free download, but it is nearly you know like nearly a hundred gig on on the One X or whatever. So uh, yeah, be prepared to. Uh, to, to play in a week's time once you uh, download that bad boy. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I've, I've not really had a chance. I will be playing uh, this evening a little bit of uh, Call of Duty Mobile, which I haven't been on for a while. Um, so I can bring that back next week. And also, I'm trying to give uh, xCloud another go. So I've been extended on the um, iOS beta. Um, there's only 10,000 testers in the world, um, and I've been on there since day one. Um, and that's a limitation to um, the iOS platform uh, and an app they use called Test Flight. It doesn't allow, unlike Android, everybody just to get access. So there's only 10,000 in the world that are on iOS. I'm one of them since day one. Because uh, you've been moaning. The, the, pardon? Say, <laughs> because so you've been moaning. I see you on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the issue is they just um, there hasn't been many updates, but it's hard to, to see who the frustration goes out to because it's it's hard to understand at the moment whether it's uh, Microsoft for not adding more games or whether there's a limitation to Apple. At the moment, I'm leaning towards uh, Apple because things on Android have, have progressed and, and stuff like that. But ultimately, we've still got the Halo Master Chief Collection on there, which is one game, but, but obviously what more do you need? it sort of includes five games, yeah. Um, but I've been extended for about another 90 days, which is their sort of licensing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've got more time with that. And hopefully within the next 90 days or three months, things should start to progress because we should start to see the release of, of xCloud in some form this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with that, really. How about you, Tommy? So, um, what have me and Jane been playing? I found that it works best if I roll my gaming time into something Jane enjoys as well. So, um, as uh, as Callum knows, we've been playing through The Witcher 3. Um, so, we completed The Witcher 3 last month. So, I played through that again with Jane, which was actually really super fun. So I love The Witcher anyway, as, as, as Callum's alluded. How many times have you completed that? Oh, I've, I've put hundreds of hours into it by hundreds nice. um, so we did the main game and and now we've just gone through the two expansions blood and blood and stone and i can't remember what the other one's called something about wine as well but anyway we completed both of those 
Um, we also recently, I think it was last week or the week before, completed The Wolf Among Us. Have any of you guys played that? Uh, no. 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 Really, you really told cool. me about it. Probably not so much for you, Andy. It's not really one of your games. But Callum, I think you'd really like it. You know the Telltale games, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they they did like some Batman games and things like that. Walking Dead and things. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all it's basically with um, fables from Fable Town. So like you know, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and you've got um, Big Bad Wolf, who is the main character of the game, um, and it's in this kind of almost like a dystopian world where they they have to take these drugs called glamours to disguise themselves as humans so that they blend in with the other humans around them and it's illegal for them to not be glamoured effectively so um bigby bigby wolf he's called is a detective he's like the kind of sheriff of the town and he goes around like arresting effectively or any kind of fables that aren't in their glamours but it's quite a dark story um, but it's really, really cool. And one of the things I love about Telltale games is um, there are so many branching storylines and outcomes. So the decisions you make can have a really significant impact in the game. If you played The Walking Dead and things like that, you'll know. Like, yeah, it's a tiny like something you like. You know, something you say to someone or an action you make can have a huge impact on who lives and dies in the game. Um, so I've, I've been going through it and letting Jane make all the decisions on, you know, what's being said. So that's been quite funny. And, and they do this really cool thing at the end of each episode you play, they show you like the percentages, like globally of like other players. So it's like, you know, 10% of players chose this option and 90% chose this. So you can see kind of like where your decision fits in with the majority. Um, so that's been super fun. Um, but yeah, that's about it, really. We've been we've been figuring out what to play next. So we've kind of dabbled in a bit of um, Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yep. Um, or what was the other one? Um, we were going to play Batman as well. Batman Ark. Is it Arkham Knight, the most recent one? Uh, pass on that one. Well, the most recent one. The most yeah. recent yeah. Um, so yeah, we've been kind of deciding between those two as to what we're going to play through next. I think really you need to play Deliver Us the Moon first. I don't know. Jane would like it though. I think she would. Show us some I, trailers. I I really like games like that because I can get lost in the world, but for her, she gets impatient. Like she wants stuff to be happening. It, and yeah, no, it is. It is fairly kind of on the rails. There's like a down section every now and again where you get to a new area. It's a bit of a safe zone. You've got to figure out what you're doing. Mm. Um, and something something always happens. It's, it's almost like being on a like a disaster movie. You know, you, you're, constantly okay. being, you're constantly being pushed forward. There's always a, a time limit for this or mm. some, you know, a reason to get over here. So it does push you along quite quickly. But if you want to, you can every now and again find an area where you can slow down and go looking for those collectibles or do whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds quite cool. All right. So is there any um, co-op on that, Callum? Any co-op online gameplay? No, it's literally just it's yeah, uh, it's just narrative driven, like through and through, just single player. Your your character doesn't even have a face. Like you start off in first person, and then you get your um your your astronaut suit, which is just a very standard looking astronaut suit. And once you put that on, you go to third person, and then you're almost like a nameless character as you play through it. Um, and I, the 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 whole like aspect of the game is being alone in a way like the, 
that when they send you up yeah, there to okay. do this, you, you're like mankind's last hope, really. The Earth's got nothing left. It sends you up there, and you need to bring the power back online to like save Earth. Uh, but at the same time, some yeah. big mysteries happened up there. Where did everyone go? Um, you know, how, are they dead? Did they leave? Like, is there like aliens? You, you have no idea. Um, There's so, kind of fear element to it as well. Like, you don't know what. It, yeah, the music to it's really good. Yeah, it's really so, scored so really well. Co-op and online just doesn't really fit in with it, then, does it? In, in, in no, I, like for some of the puzzle aspects, like if you had a, if you had a partner with you, um, like would have been cool. But it, I think it would ruin the atmosphere because the, the the feeling of the eeriness of like this deserted space station would go and go yeah. someone else jumping up and down on tables and doing little dances or something, <laughs> trying to teabag you before. Speaking of speaking <laughs> of um, astronauts and co-op games, though, did you guys ever download? Um, uh, oh, Astronaut, was it? I played like yeah, tiny, did, um, tiny bit. Yeah, I played it a tiny bit. I I played quite a bit of it with Jane. It's actually really, really fun. Like it, it's a bit kind of, um, I don't know. Like I guess it's kind of like Minecraft esque in in the sense of you know you you're kind of building whatever you want to build. Really, there is more of an objective because I think you you are supposed to be building like a colony ultimately. Um, but it, it is about going out, harvesting resources, bringing them back. And when you start off, you, I don't know how much of it you played, but you, you're kind of tethered to your home base by like an oxygen yeah. line. And the more resources you get, the further you can extend those, those tethers and you can go out and explore more. And you occasionally get these, um, these like windstorms coming in. So like when you see it coming in the distance, you have to run back to the ship, you know, to protect yourself. It's really fun, especially when you're doing it co-op. I think the, um, the issue really I cool. had with that game when I when I tried it wasn't that I wasn't interested in the, the game. It wasn't fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, right up my street with online co-op and stuff mm. like that. The issue I found the game let down was because it was... Uh, I don't want to say indie title, but because it was one of the, the lower level sort of games, it didn't have dedicated servers, so you do all of this, but unless your unless your mate that you started with is online, you can't progress in okay. the background. So yeah. you right, have okay. a couple of hours fun. We could build our base or whatever. The next day, when I want to come and log on, if you're not online, uh, you know I can't like, get access to that because that's right. on your yeah. machine or, or my machine, and and that's where for me it really let itself down. If it had dedicated uh, servers, so that you can play without you know the host being there um mm. yeah it would have been good but, but yeah you start to invest a few hours you have a good session with your, your mates or four or five hours in you've built something you've achieved something you come back the next day or the next week and you can't even get access to it so it was frustrating for me mm. you mm. need to play space engineers do you yeah, play that possibly similar isn't it yeah like it's it's really similar it's um it's really, it's quite technical, really. I, I played it years ago on PC, and it's just come out on Xbox. I tried to give it a go the other day. It's like it's great fun co-op because it's just hilarious. I spent, I was playing it with a friend, and uh, he spawns the world. We decided to do creative, so we could just make whatever we wanted. Um, but it, it's like Minecraft in space, basically. You can build space stations, spaceships, whatever. Um, but we spawned on. So the idea was we were going to spawn together, build a spaceship. Simple idea. Um, we can't find each other when we spawn. Like I'm running around and I'm like, oh, I see like a green sky and there's a, there's two suns and like and we're trying to work out according to the sun, like where each other are. <laughs> and we spend ages doing this. Uh, meanwhile, there's this like pirate 
base that I'm trying to attack to get resources. And I'm just thinking, like, where's Ben? Like, what is going on here? And I build this spaceship. He builds a spaceship. I build a spaceship. And the idea is we're going to fly and meet each other. Unfortunately, my spaceship is terrible. So, <laughs> like, the game's all, like, physics-based. So you have to get, like, you can't just have, put a thruster on the back and just fly off into space. You've got, like, you've got to have an atmospheric thruster to fly in atmosphere. Then you need, like, ion thrusters to go like, outer. And they all have to be pointed in the right direction. Otherwise, as I found out, as soon as I hit takeoff, I spun round. <laughs> I did like a 90 degree left hander, went upside down into the ground. And like <laughs> the hour I'd spent building this spaceship, it blew up. And, I then, love that. and then to compound matters, Ben builds one. And he's like, right, cool. Yeah, I've got this. Oh, and I've got this. Basically, got some kind of like space sat nav. He's like, oh, I've got you coming up on sat nav. I'll fly to you now. And then he paused and he went, oh. I was like, what's up? And he goes, you're on a different planet. Like, <laughs> you're like, like so many planets away. And he'd built this like shed of a spaceship and is just trying to like slowly come towards me. And I'm just waiting. Um, it's yeah, it's a good laugh. Obviously, you can set the game up better than that. So that was our fault. That was very rookie. But uh, I think that we should play that. I think it'd be good. That does sound really fun. Do you remember? Um, do you remember No Man's Sky? I've been playing that this week. I actually really? downloaded it this week. Yeah, yeah. Ah, do you know? I I remember it. It was the whole like because they never actually confirmed if it was multiplayer. They they said it was, but nobody really knew because they were like the world is so big, it's so gargantuan that the chances yeah. you would ever find another player are like one in a billion or something. Um, but it was that whole notion of like. It was almost this like curiosity thing. It's like, oh, well, imagine if I actually found someone. Mm -hmm. Do you know it's what I mean? It's all like multiplayer now as well, though. Is it? Uh, they've actually kind of revamped. Yeah, it. yeah. It, people probably heard, but it had like a terrible rocky launch. Game yeah, missold and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. that was that was like four years ago. It's done like a massive U-turn now. That's the reason I started playing it this week because I've had all their expansions. They've done a free. And so there's like a full co-op thing now where you can join with your mates and you can build together and you can fly together and everything. It yeah. kind of, it's not as, I don't think, I, I mean, don't quote me on it because I haven't played enough, but I don't think it's as seamless as still what people anticipated four years ago before it launched, but it's very close to that. Um, I think the Steam reviews recently are like a lot higher than obviously if you go back to those years. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. That's quite good. I've, as you can tell, I've gone on a space theme this week. I, I finished Deliver Us the Moon and I just needed more. So I've literally just downloaded anything that I can fly around in space. Actually, on that note, you mentioned Steam reviews there. I, I only just noticed this recently. Uh, they probably had this for ages, but they you can actually, you can you can see like recent reviews and and like all reviews, can't you? I think that's such a clever... Because there are a lot of games, like you say, they do have a rocky launch, but actually the developer does a really good job at patching them out. So I think that makes a lot of sense to, to have that so you can get like a, a true yeah. picture of... Could, can you do that on Xbox as well? Can you see that, like recent reviews and... I don't know. I think you can, you can certainly see the date, can't you, that it was posted. Yeah, but it just it's the way it kind of gives you the average so you don't have to like scroll through all the reviews. It's like average recent reviews and then average you know original whatever Sweet. yeah so a, i don't know where you want to go next tommy but i've got a few bits of um bits of news and stuff like that oh there. andy's news let's do hey, it yeah. Yeah. News. we got for us come on let's go awesome. into it. well we've got uh obviously last week's episode was dominated quite a lot with the xbox um 
inside uh, event that happened and we spoke about our views on that obviously that's a monthly event uh, for the rest of the year now leading up to the console but July is going to be the the big one that most people are interested in with um, Xbox first party games so your Halo, Halo Infinite is that sort of stuff yeah uh, and Halo Infinite has just been confirmed confirmed sorry uh, for the July event so that'll be the first time we get to see proper Better be gameplay. gameplay yeah, yeah, so imagine, I imagine that would be quite in depth after the um, you know, sort of negative feedback they got this month for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, July's July's the big one. There is one uh, in June, and then um, yeah, the bigger one in July for for the first party stuff. Uh, we've also got for those interested, Minecraft Dungeons coming out in ten days' time. That's you know allegedly going to be quite a quite a big game, quite popular. Um, you know the co-op sort of similar to Diablo. Minecraft meets Diablo. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I remember seeing so the trailer for that. Completely separate game, but obviously yeah. those that are on, you know, Xbox, if you've got Game Pass or whatever. Of course, that'll be day one, free of charge, included in your Game Pass as, as we expect now. Um, Alan Wake. For those that remember that, believe yes. it or not, Alan Wake has been out ten years now. Wow. Alan Wake was amazing. Did you play Alan Wake? Callum. I did. Yeah, I did. I'd never completed it, but yeah. Oh, I so, loved I completed all of them. So good. They've got an Alan Wake uh, sort of 10th anniversary coming up, and that's going to be thrown into Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass for PC on the 21st of May. So, yep, you know, as we said, as we said uh, last week, your, your, your small subscription fees the same, but they're just throwing more and more you know, stuff in there if you weren't expecting that or you want to give out yeah. a wake go, get that for free. And I know Callum wants to mention some stuff around Grand Theft Auto and the PC, but I'll yep. steal his funder slightly. Obviously, we ah. have Grand Theft Auto in Game Pass for the last few months on Xbox, and that was cool. But we've now gone over to Red Dead Redemption 2, which is the newer Rockstar game. And that was a massive hit like Grand Theft Auto. So that's also now in Game Pass for Xbox, I believe. Because we on the Xbox have moved on from Grand Theft Auto that came out uh, when the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 were available. What's uh, what's your news, uh, Callum, regarding the... Uh, I like Auto? how you're trying to... Put, I, I see what you're doing here. You're playing down the <laughs> news, okay? This is... So my news, so the Epic Store on PC is offering Gun to 35 completely free of charge to own forever uh, up until the 21st of May at 4pm uh, British time. So yeah. go grab it. Huh? I said so go grab it. Yeah, yeah, get it now. If you don't, you know, if you don't have it on PC, when I have it on Xbox, but I now have it on PC because why not? Because it's totally free. Um, did, you, yeah, did you guys see that that meme of of this it was it was like it was basically um so like there was the origin store there was a steam store and a couple of other ones like all sitting in a boardroom and it was like an actual scene from a movie but they but over the characters faces they had like you know the steam logo or the origin logo so they're all sitting there like chilling in the boardroom together feet up and then epic store comes in boots the door down just <laughs> they dive on the table and it just blows up and people <laughs> like falling off their chairs yeah. 
It's so good. Like yeah. it was just this notion that Epic Stores just come out of nowhere and been like, boom, motherfuckers. Well, and with that as well, so they've got their mega sale on at the moment. So I didn't, I heard about Gundam 35, but I wanted to check out their mega sale. But I couldn't get on the store because it crashed yeah. because everyone was downloading Gundam 35. So I, most of the sale titles weren't seen for like a few hours because everyone cared about Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> um, although, although Grand Theft Auto is, as I sort of jokingly said, it is quite old now. It's been out for a while. The the graphics at the time were absolute state of the art, and it still holds its own now. Hmm. And with regards to getting it on on PC or Xbox, whatever you're doing, it's got something I think for everyone because the the single player the story type game mode is, is absolutely brilliant it's 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 amazing um and if you're not interested in the, the single player type stuff the multiplayer is still massive now it's being played at the moment they're still updating it yeah 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 so it doesn't matter what sort of player you are whether you're a single player or multiplayer kind of guy uh, grand theft auto has got something for you there and if you can get it for free or cheap or whatever at the moment then, then you haven't played it there you go. Um, I've got a bit of the other bit of news as well. Sorry, sorry, Andy. I know this is your stage, stealing it because Mafia, the Mafia trilogy, is getting some big reveal on the nineteenth of May. Yeah. Did you play Mafia, Andy? Was that your thing? I didn't. No, no. Oh, you missed I know, out. I know it's quite popular, but yeah. Well, now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> now's the time. We've got the trilogy coming. Am I right in thinking Mafia One? Um, because I first played it on the PC. Was it own? Was it a PC game initially, or yeah. did it also release on consoles as well, or was that later? I, I think it came later. I remember playing yeah. Mafia One and Mafia Two on PC. On PC, um, yeah. I, I certainly remember being in game or something and seeing a Mafia Two like version. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh my. Okay, this this transitions perfectly into gaming yeah. nostalgia and. I've just I've just remembered something. I don't know if any of you guys, Andy, you used to play um, PC games as well back in the day. Does any of you subscribe to PC Gamer magazine? Yeah. No, I didn't. No, no. Man, PC Gamer was. I used to subscribe like every every. Well, I didn't officially subscribe. But I just used to buy every single magazine. Um, and the demo. That's where I first found out about Mafia because they had a demo. Do you remember they had the little demo CD-ROMs? Yeah. Back in the yeah, day yeah, yeah. Where games could actually fit on a CD-ROM, <laughs> like yeah. under seven hundred megabytes, right? And they used to. Uh, that that was where I discovered Mafia. So cool. I've still got um, at my in my mum's. I don't know. She's probably chucked it out now. It might be in my mum's storage garage thing. Um, but I got the one of the first editions I bought of PC Gamer, which was when Half Life came out, and it was like a full page cover of Half Life. Uh, so cool! Um, I could geek out about PC Gamer magazine all day. But anyway, um, so, so me and Callum were talking about it the other day, and we were looking at some of the old screenshots of Mafia One and how the, the there was this time I can't remember like what kind of year it was but it was around the same kind of time as Max Payne and it was when when game developers had kind of I don't know if it was a new technology that had come out but they found some way of like putting these almost like photographic facial textures on the characters and like morphing it around the face um but like, there a, was, like a wrap round wasn't 
Yeah, and it, it was just, having a picture and wrapping it around. Yeah, and it just smile. it just created the funniest things. And the best example of this was Max Payne. If 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 any of you guys listening haven't played Max Payne or the original Max Payne at least, go and Google it now, and you will see this. Like it does look really good to be fair. Like it's a really high resolution photo. Um, but it, it always got a, it always got rinsed because he just looked like he had constipation and through it's the, amazing whole... the game though, didn't it amazing yeah. the game yeah. like yeah. You, when you saw his face this is yeah. it doesn't matter like whether you're walking down a corridor or you're shooting bad guys in the face that's yeah. it mate. but actually on that note max Payne was a re... did you play max Payne, andy yeah i mean i yeah, absolutely loved uh, max Payne. awesome slow mo stuff and um yeah, that, that was like the first game, game. bullet time, wasn't it? Remember, like that was so revolutionary. If there was, if there was a game now that needed a needed a remaster that needed to come back, because there's some right crap that's being remastered at the moment. Yeah. Everyone's trying to make a quick buck on them, rather than making a new game, remastering old games. But uh, yeah, if you had to bring one back properly, not just, <coughs> not just a re-release to you know do a remaster for it with with 4K graphics and and, and that, yeah, that would be amazing, and that would sell. Mm. And it's funny we should mention Max Payne because it was actually released uh, Max Payne three, sorry, so the newest one. And if we remember, it was all like, "Oh my God, they made a new Max Payne. It's so different." Well, that's eight years old. Two days Max ago, that came. Really? Yeah, Max Payne three is eight years old. Two days ago, that's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Wow, well, that was a month ago. The early games and that, you know, so to go back to the original Max Payne's and whatever, but um, yeah, Max Payne one was two thousand and one release. It was, a, it was just a simple story, you know. He was like a alcoholic cop, and his his wife had been killed, I think, and he was but pumping pain, baby. Pa pain pain pill, uh, pain pain pillars, <laughs> painkillers, <laughs> and um, drinking, and and uh, he was on the warpath, wasn't he? It was quite a simple. I don't, story I don't think. Term. I think in the first one, I don't think he was an alcoholic. I think he became an alcoholic because his wife and kid got murdered. Right. Think I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure I think that was the thing because certainly by the third game like he was he was fucked like if he yeah. I, I, played, I played it like a month or so ago and like the, the opening sequence he's just like you know he's got like bottles of vodka everywhere and he's like downing all these painkillers and it's just yeah it's just a mess. I didn't necessarily like how they changed him though Max Payne one and two I prefer Max then Max Payne three like yes. he's a total badass but he's like a unit and he's got a skinhead and a beard yeah. yeah. Um, that opening sequence of Max Payne One, do you remember that? Like you go in the house, it's all like eerie music, and you're like, yeah. you got up, go upstairs, and like, that's when you find like your wife, you find your missus dead, and then you find your kid dead. Baby, then, oh yeah, that was yeah, messed up. it was really dark, wasn't it? And then those goons yeah. jump out of you, and that's your first bit. That, that set the tone for the entire like series. Like mm -hmm. if you'd miss that bit, I know that you wouldn't, but if you'd miss that bit, that you, you wouldn't get it. That that's where it all yeah. began, wasn't it? That yeah. Um, and I really liked it was one of the it was one of the only games I remember that really had this kind of cool um I don't know how to describe it. It's like a kind of narrative. He kind of told the story, didn't he? Like he narrated his own story. Do you yeah. remember like, during the yeah. cut yes, yeah, on the loading screens? He was like sort of spoke in the third person, if I Yeah, and it, and it it was almost like poetic as well. It was like yeah. it was literally like you were reading a novel. I think that's what they were going for, you know. He's like, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the 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 dark night and the, the snowy blah blah blah. And yeah, was, yeah, I remember all that. That's cool. Yeah, it's re really really cool. 
I actually spent Christmas Day 2003 com- trying to complete Max Payne 2 and some antisocial teenager that I was. Uh, <laughs> but it's all a Christmas break sport, though, isn't it? When yeah. You're that age and, play some um, dingy game about an alcoholic yeah. cop. Yeah. Just thinking earlier about Tommy was speaking about sort of, um, I know one of your memories is talking about the, the facial stuff and how uh, Max Payne and, and the wraparound and that. But do you remember the, the Xbox 360 had a, uh, a camera that you could buy an accessory mm-hmm. and different games were thinking about how they could use that camera and what they could do with it and what the, what the point of it was mm-hmm. okay. and uh, a few a few examples of what games did with it because I don't think really people knew was um, you had burnout which was uh, a great example of where you would crash your car or you would lose and the camera would take a you would you would lose or get smashed out by someone and then the camera would go flash and take a picture <laughs> of you and then post it post it in the in the game wouldn't it so that is a that to be fair like that's, that's of a time, old game but that's a great idea like someone should bring that back yeah but that's then they what... had e- equally they had you know other people like uno for example where you could um effectively use your own uh, display picture, your own profile picture, but using the um, the camera. So you could sit there and play Uno, you'd have three other people or whatever on screen with profile pictures and you could create your own picture using the, the 360 camera. Now, you know, for those with the, with the worse of minds, you can see why this ended up, I think, getting banned because <laughs> people didn't quite have discipline with their cameras and created some very um, imaginative uh, <laughs> pictures. So poor old uh, granny and <laughs> ten-year-old whoever were just playing Uno were uh, forced to look at uh, forced to look at um, some interesting display pictures. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Have we still got um, we still got Tommy here. We still here. I'm back. There he is. Where'd you go? Back, like, there he is. Step out. I left accidentally. Yeah. So poor old granny, eh? Yeah. And the the final one, which is where what reminded me of you talking earlier, was actually um, Tom Clancy's is it Vegas. Tom Clancy's Vegas Two. Yeah. Remember to Vegas Two. Yeah. So you could take a picture of your own face and using the technology that you spoke of in regards to like Max Payne they would take a picture of your face yes. and they would upload that onto the 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 characters like the SWAT characters or police yeah. officers or whatever on 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 there and you could run around with your own face on in yeah. the game which was EA didn't EA Sports do that for a while as well in some of their games I think that's how they do the crowd isn't it that's, they're just 2D pictures around of people's faces that was <laughs> like the entire 2000s <laughs> Is that so, it? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're joking. But they did they, they like they legit did do that as a as a thing. They now remember they had some like patented, you know, techno it's called like game face, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they did it for a while. But seriously, like I'm obsessed with that. I if there's any developers listening to this, like let's collaborate on this, let's make this happen. Like this could be a big thing. Because 
like back then social media wasn't so like social media sharing wasn't so big but can you imagine now like if you could do that you could like wipe out your friends take a picture and then share it to facebook or share it to instagram like people would people be all over that i'd be all over that that'd be flipping i think think the trouble the trouble comes in how you restrict it don't you people sadly abuse these systems you know if you know that for example when you get a if you get a kill on Call of Duty, it's going to take a picture of you and send it they to the other person. They definitely should not play Call of Duty. Yeah, you know, people, people are going to abuse them, aren't they? You know, bum shots coming up and, and God knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so good, though. It's so good. But, yeah. So, so with the theme of this week being uh, nostalgia, what about sort of games growing up or previous you know earliest memories of video games or you know where, where are we at with that What's... command and conquer oh yeah command and conquer back in the day with well, the old next week oh, no, next week next month what does command and conquer remaster mate oh really yeah, we, we were talk we were talking earlier um before we uh, before we hit record about the um back in the day when you had the old computer mouse or mice or whatever the word is for it, um, before they had optical, before the optical mouse got launched and you had the little roller balls inside the mouse, you had to take them out and you had to like clean the inside of it for optimal performance. That's what I remember from, um, yeah, from back in the day playing things like, and in fact, not just Red Alert, do you, me- do you guys remember um, Commandos? Yeah. Mm. That was a good game. Was a good game. Do you remember Desperados? Yeah, yeah. Desperados Three comes out next month. It's the oh, really? all these games come out. Yeah, well, and what I've got you, Command and Conquer Remastered Collection. I'm just looking at it on the Steam page. Out on the fifth of June. Um, in it, you presuming got, PC only. Yeah, I don't know whether there's going to be a console one at the moment. It's just listed PC only. I'm trying to find out what's actually in it. But yeah, I know you've got Red Alert One. Uh, Come back to me in a minute. I'm going to find out. I don't know exactly what games are going on. We've been we were I, talking as well earlier about that. PC, PC network cable. So me and a friend on on PC had two large towers, huge systems. You had to run a run a network cable between the two uh, PCs because it was no online or whatever at the time, or it was hard to get online right back at the beginning. And uh, yeah, that allowed you to, to to play together against the, the computer. But it's, it's mad to think how easy that would be to do nowadays. But uh... I remember doing that. At, um, I don't know if it was actually on the PC. I remember one of when we we all came around yours one night, Andy, and we we had like two TV. I think it was actually Xbox. I think we were doing like System Link on like the original Xbox, and we had two TVs back to back. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was yeah, quite we, we, when you had like the uh, halos and stuff like that, you could do those um, split screen, but you could also. Um, so you could do like four, four. Could you do like four v four? So have four players split screen playing another four players. Split yeah, screen. I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's what we were trying to do, isn't it? Yeah, I can imagine we probably run it with like six players or something like that, where we had three on each screen or something like that, and that. That meant yeah. we needed two Xboxes. Oh my God, that rem- that reminds me of like 
of of when do you, do you guys remember when like xbox live like first got announced and it was first a thing and you, you used to actually have to buy like you could go into game like the game stores and buy like a, this package and it had like a it had a headset in there you had your little code and you set it up that that was on the original xbox wasn't it i think xbox live first yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Before we move on, let me just tell you this. Sorry, sorry, Andy. Uh, so, Command and Conquer Remastered Collection launches the fifth of June. Contains the complete Tiberian Dawn and Red Alert games, plus all three expansion packs, covert operations, Counter Strike, and the Aftermath. Completely remastered music and graphics, UI improvements, and tons of bonus features. Uh, yeah, so PC only for now. Um, nice. Yeah, I think we should play that definitely next month. Yeah, it'd be good to that. get back into. Mm. We were um, we were talking as well just before we 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 um, start recording about about um, back in the day when like the, the new hate whenever a new Halo game came out it was like a ritual of ours to go to um, to go to Tesco like twenty four hour Tesco buy some beers queue up get get Halo when it launched at midnight and we'd then just go back and like play through as much of the co op campaign as possible. And this time where um, where Callum was driving the warthog, we were, we we got quite far into it. I think this must have been like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, four four beers down, Callum was um, drink driving the warthog, and um, ends up falling asleep and driving us off a cliff. And that I just, we were all in, all in the warthog, weren't we? <laughs> Do I, all I remember that's when we knew it was time to go to bed. Yeah, all I remember was I woke up to everyone and Callum, Callum, Callum. <laughs> Literally, and I like, open my eyes, and it's just like a black screen. I, I was like, "What happened?" You're like, "Drivers off a cliff." I was like, oh, "Sorry." Uh, so good. But that—that that was the level that Halo was on back then. I know a lot of people nowadays are probably playing it via like Master Chief Collection. They're, they're playing the, the remake, you know, the the, the HD versions stuff like that. But that was the level that Halo was on as. Um, you know, it's one of Xbox first party games. It, it was the kind of game that that made you want to do that. It wasn't just us doing that. Do you know what I mean? You'd, there'd be crowds of people around. Yeah, loads. See, I always remember the looks of like you know you've got these people working at supermarkets, and suddenly there'd be a day where they weren't expecting anything, mm. and this supermarket suddenly in the middle of the night would have five hundred you know youths uh, turn up in their store, and it's like what's you know what's going on what's everyone want or whatever and it's like it, yeah I, I always remember that and slowly the supermarkets and other shops adapted to um midnight launches didn't they like uh, yeah. blockbuster started to do official midnight launches at certain stores and and things like that where you could go in um because everyone was going to supermarkets because they were 24 hours you know the thing i really liked about those midnight launches and it was quite eye-opening for me it was the first time because I don't I hadn't been any to like I hadn't been to any gaming events back then and I don't even know if gaming event like big events like EGX now were really a thing back then. But it was the first time I really experienced like just how um, diverse the gaming community was. Like when you were standing in in those in those queues of people, you would see people from all age groups, all genders, all ethnicities, all sexualities. Like every type of person you can imagine, just like comes together, and it was so beautiful. And, it, and to me, it was like it's just such an incredible. And this is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about gaming and the gaming community, 
because it is so so diverse and it brings so many different groups of people together um and there, and there was a real i think back then that there, there was this kind of like stigma attached to gaming that it was just like angry teenagers that were locking themselves in their room and don't have a social life but actually it's not, it's not true at all you know like there was real real diversity in in everything um and i think that is now more prominent than ever and gaming is becoming a kind of more socially acceptable thing if you want to call it that but that that was like really interesting for me actually it was one of the first experiences that i had of you know like a real community seeing all those people together i've, I've got a story actually that will kind of be gives an example of that really so it was call of duty modern warfare 2 and i remember i was like it was midnight and it was in a supermarket and the queue went all the way around it and we were like by the front door and it's like the right back of this store is where everyone's getting it from and then the people came around and said, oh, like, you know, by the time you get here, it's, it's going to be gone. There's only going to be enough for like half this queue. So I get to, I was there with a friend and we're talking and we get talking to these three random guys and like, no, no, nothing in common with these guys, like whatsoever. And we get talking. And in the end, they, we said, oh, we just, I think, uh, I think my mate rang another like a local Tesco's or something like that it was the other side of town. And they said, oh, we've got some and that no one was there. So kind of word got round. It was like, want to get there quick. And I said to these guys, I was like, oh, like, we've just heard that there's some of this Tesco's. And they said, oh, we don't have a car. Like, we, we, just, we walked it. I think they were like uni students. So me and my mate were like, just jump in our car. Let's go. <laughs> three random guys that we never met before, but we all have Call of Duty in common. Like, yeah. we're in this car, I just drive to the other side of town. And we'll, we'll literally walk in there. And there's no one buying. There's all these <laughs> shelves with Modern Warfare 2 on it. No one's buying them because everyone's at this other shop. So we like we get them. And then, like, yeah, we kind of say our goodbyes. We go our separate ways. But, like, when does that happen? Mm. When would you have like got some strangers in your car? Because you know what, what brings you together more than that? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just think at this point we should mention that for legal reasons we don't recommend that you pick up strangers and try. And <laughs> them. We, do, we do not take any responsibility. Wait, for... <laughs> unless they, if they tell you they want to buy a Call of Duty, you know, you, you just bring them in. Run the risk. <laughs> yeah. uh, funny. Nice. Um, do you guys remember Test Drive Unlimited too? Oh, yeah. I knew he was going to go there. What a I shit game. Really? <laughs> no, it was, no, the reason I want to bring it up is it's, it's not actually that old. I know we're talking about nostalgia, and it, I think it came out in 2011. It's not that old. But the reason I wanted to talk about it was because if you remember at the time, I remember the three of us down the pub all talking, and we watched some trailers for it, and it was toted as this, you know, this was the two next-gen racer. It's a big open world. Um, you can meet your mates, you can kind of have social interactions, you buy houses and stuff. You went to the car dealerships, didn't you? Yeah, you go in the car dealerships first when yeah. you can you know you can go into Lamborghini, you can choose it, yeah. and customize That's it. Right. And everything that pretty much say like the Forza series, for example, like Forza Horizon kind of offers now a standard. The things that like the kids of today just accept as oh, this is what open world races are like. Well I'll tell you, back in twenty eleven things were shit because <laughs> they did not work like they were supposed to. I mean, it launched and it had like one of the worst launches of any like racer ever. And we were so disappointed that it didn't like it didn't promise everything. I still had loads of fun on it. I still I don't I don't remember this. I've only got really good memories of Test Drive. How you work, mate. <laughs> you remember the good and everything. I only remember the good. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, what, I, what, I, what was bad about it? What happened? Was it just like bad servers or something? Yeah, like half the time we couldn't get in the same game. Servers were right. unavailable. I do, yeah, I do. Yeah, now you mentioned it, I do vaguely remember that. But the the game itself, like the premise, I thought it delivered it really well. Like, you know, if you played it single player, for example, and, and I think it actually does some things better than 
Forza. And I think there's a there's a line, right, with any game like that, in that they went for this like, you know, um almost like sim type. Like it was like a like like a life sim almost, like a car fanatics yeah. life simulator, whereby you actually you bought your you could go into clothing shops and buy your outfit. You can walk you can walk into a Lamborghini dealer, you test drive the cars if you haven't got enough money to buy them. You walk out, you then buy like apartments and houses and it, it whereas Forza, you don't really have that, do you? Like you, you can buy houses and stuff, but you can't walk around the houses. You can't kind of yeah. go in and explore and it it was like it was it was pretty like awesome from what I As, remember. Yeah, when I played it single player, because I think what happened was we we just couldn't really get co-op working. Yeah, I think we kept having the thing where only two of us would be in the same game, and then the yeah, third of us was always yeah. like left out. And then I remember I was all moaning about it, but I remember in the end I went I went single player. And yeah, like as a as a driving sim, it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. But it was it was just the fact that it put those promises out there and delivered on most of them but failed in other ways but now that's kind of like the staple you know you expect our oh, forza horizons coming out oh yeah so all my mates are going to be in my game we're going to be able to do this i know it's going to be seamless and that's the evolution of it isn't it it started there with that and now it's where we are now and test driving limited three apparently is in development if you're interested wow. yeah i think it's a i think it's a good example of how bad marketing and bad pr can absolutely destroy a game that people have sort of poured their heart and soul into and worked on for years because that game was just it was just overhyped it was like if they'd done some basic testing they would have picked up on those issues and it was such a shame to see a project that people had clearly been working on for years it ultimately the game was was a flop you know it, it is you know it wasn't long lasting people weren't pouring money into it you know um it's it's interesting to see how you know marketing is you know it's not something i know a lot about it's not something i have a background in but um you know we've seen it we were talking about it last week where the inside xbox show was overhyped and despite the fact if you look back on it it was a good show they set the wrong expectations and it's destroyed the, yeah. the show and they got bad feedback and then ps5 PS5. Well, to be fair, it wasn't even PS5. It was just a very clever partnership with with uh, the yeah, Unreal Engine. And, and it, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that, oh, that, that oh, there is a so there's there's an Unreal demo out, isn't there, for Unreal Engine Five? And yeah. so they they've got this new engine. A lot of games run from Unreal Engine because it's uh, open source, isn't it? You can yeah. you can build your game on on Unreal, and they then take a fee from your from your game at a later stage. Although they have announced actually that for any developers listening, I'm sure they probably know this anyway, but I think they've said that they won't now take a fee until you hit a million pounds or million dollars in sales. Which right. Is cool. Well, anyway, they've, no. they've, they've obviously dropped this Unreal Engine 5 trailer. Now, PlayStation have been very quiet in regards to next gen and what's coming. Um, Unreal Engine Five have dropped this trailer, and it's for for whatever reason, for whatever their partnership is, it's it's PS Five graphics that they're trying to show off. Now we know that the Xbox Series X is going to be, uh, you know, far more powerful. So at first glance, it isn't the the best system to show off your new engine. But they've obviously done some kind of partnership, some kind of background deal. The gameplay does look impressive, and of course, PlayStation fans have been hungry to see that. But what's interesting to see afterwards is actually 
the gameplay was in 1440p it wasn't in 4k and there is no uh, ray tracing in there at all so That's interesting. I didn't know that. i'm not not to take away from the fact that to your average consumer it did look good people were impressed with the graphics but uh, it was running on playstation 5 it was only um 1440p uh, which you know isn't isn't 2k isn't well isn't 4k um and, and no ray tracing either which is a big thing for next gen but but here, here's the thing you were talking about marketing earlier right and obviously I, I so i run a marketing agency and i i think microsoft have just massively dropped the ball because this is something that a lot of businesses do as well right when it comes to marketing they get so caught up in like the technical aspects and like we have all of these fancy technical features we have ray tracing we have 4k but at the end of the day people don't care about that like they make out like they do but if if a game looks better without those things than a game that supposedly has them and you know again like when you compare um microsoft's or or the inside xbox thing to this it was it was worlds apart. Like the PS5 blew it out of the water, so it, it didn't actually need to have 4K or ray tracing to blow everything else out of the water. No, no, so it, yeah. it all comes down to the, you know, how, how what kind of real tangible differences can you show in the gameplay? Well, like what's the transformation? What is the generational leap? What does that actually look like? Because it's all well and good throwing these new terms and words out there. But people just want to be blown away. Like that's what they want. That's what that's what it is when you play a game, right? It's an experience. It's like a tangible fit. It's like wow, like what is this world? Um, I, I agree, but I think most people are most people would see the difference. But in reality, it's a clever game, and I'm I'm sort of I am sort of agreeing with you. In, in reality, it's a it's a clever game because because most people are watching on a phone, on a tablet, on a PC, whatever. Ooh. They've not got access to 4K and they've never seen ray tracing. Most people haven't seen ray tracing before. It's, it's new to the PC. It's not out on console yet, but, but we'll get there. It's one of those things where when you watch that video, you think, yeah, it's amazing. Now, they never would because it's not in their interest. But if you if you put that next to, you know, a TV that's in someone's living room, like I've got a 4K TV in my, my living room, I would have that on 4K graphics with ray tracing on an xbox series x and it would look miles better than, than what unreal engine have shown off but you're never you're never going to have that comparison that's the struggle with marketing for next gen is you're yeah. never going to have you're, you're never going to have that scenario where you've got them both in the same room or, or whatever so people see that they watch it on a tablet they watch it on youtube with massive compression and they go yeah that looks decent that looks amazing but if you had two 4K TVs and saw that the PlayStation wasn't even doing 4K, it didn't have ray tracing, it, it, it would look terrible. But it's all a game, isn't it? It's all marketing. It's all a game. You know, PlayStation fair play to them. Um, it looked all right. And, and you know, they've certainly uh, done well at that one. But... Yeah. So you're, you're so angry. Andy, I can tell. PlayStation man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not angry. It's just like it's a shame that um, rather than showing, you know, the PlayStation or next gen what it can do, what they've done in reality is to show a game without. They've they've removed all of those special things that that next gen is supposed to be about, like your ray tracing and everything. You know, your 4K. They've removed all of those snippets that next gen is supposed to be about, 
and that's given them the horsepower to make something that looks really beautiful. Now, yeah, I think that's what it's all about. It's about creating new worlds and new experiences. I don't think ray tracing needs to have a part. Yeah, but you don't need. They probably could have achieved that on a on a One X or a or a PS Four Pro uh, because no, they're not taking advantage. Well, maybe not, but you know they're not taking advantage of any of the next gen stuff. But thing yeah. is, though, it, it, it just builds so much hype, doesn't it? Because they've you know Sony have yep. been really quiet, haven't they? On yeah, the whole yeah. next gen thing, that people people are clamouring, they're waiting for news, and when I saw it. It was almost like I didn't even really care what I was seeing. I was like, "Oh my god, this is PlayStation Five! I'm finally seeing something that's PlayStation mm. Five." And it's like, yeah. this isn't even a game on PlayStation Five. This is just a, a representation of what it's going to be capable of. Yeah, tech and, demo, yeah, and I'm and I'm you know, and I'm still getting excited because although that's you know, I'm not necessarily PlayStation through and through. I really like, I do really like PlayStation. I think they've done really well, especially with the PS4, um, and they create a lot of great games and i'm just watching it and i'm thinking this is the first thing i'm kind of seeing for playstation um, whereas xbox been so vocal with it and i think they're like they're drip feeding it kind of added to the hype because like, andy you've pointed out loads of really good points reference the tech and i didn't even know that when i watched it but i think tom you're also right because people don't care because people are just saying they're just seeing ps5 and this looks beautiful um and that's just going to go in their favor so it kind of goes both ways isn't it yeah, um Sorry, to move it back on to nostalgia, before we start wrapping things up, because I know we're pushing for time, what is everybody's kind of number one game from the past? Any time in your lifetime, really, what would be your number one, Tom? Oh, I've mine's definitive, um, Grim Fandango. Like, okay. Without a shadow of a doubt, the best game ever. For me, like, it was it, it was just, it's, it's the kind of game I love. Like, it was narrative-based, it was story-driven, um and it was just really quirky mm -hmm. um have you have you have any of you guys played grim fandango i actually no. haven't i've got to confess when okay. what, it, it was a pc game it was never on console it was like oh. 90 probably 96 mid 90s maybe it's released and it was a lucas arts games so like i'm sure you've played um the, uh, the, i think they did didn't they do like monkey island and stuff as well day of the tentacle there was another like one about bikers as well, which was actually quite good. I can't remember what that was called, but yeah, for me, Grim Fandango was just mind blown. Like the soundtrack, the 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 characters, the the worlds, the environments. It was so cool. But yeah, that's I. We're, I don't want to go off on a massive tangent because I can talk about Grim Fandango all day. So what about you, Cal? <laughs> uh, me, Grand Theft Auto Vice C. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah that was a good game. It is it's an amazing game. And I think for me, it came at the time where it, it was released in, uh, I think it came out in 2002. Um, and it came out like literally just after I got uh, my PS2. So I got my PS2 like for my birthday, which was October yeah, 2002. And I think like a week later, Vice City came out. So that was like my PS2 game. And it's like the music, the time where it came out, I just sunk hundreds of hours into that game i even i was looking the other day actually because i actually listened to this is going to think i'm really sad i listened to the grand theft auto by city soundtrack even now with those like 80s all those classic 80s tunes you have mj in it didn't it by city yeah like the so the beginning of the game like this is my fondest gaming memory right so you start the game there's like a cutscene, and you jump on that like pink uh, moped and you start driving off and Billie Jean by Michael Jackson's playing. Yeah. I just remember cranking the volume up 
and just like I hadn't even didn't even like that song before that game came out, and now I listen to it all the time. I like it just brings back GTA Vice City memories, and I, I'm gonna so need I, them. To I, that, I hate games where they have a um, like I, I like listening to the the game sound and the noise that comes from the the game. I hate games that sort of ruin it by having like a car stereo and stuff like that. I always turn that like feature off or mute it or whatever. But my one exception would be Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. Where it was the complete opposite of like, there was nothing. It was just like you say, it was like strange. It's like you'd be on a Sanchez dirt bike, spraying yeah. people down outside a strip club with a micro Uzi. Yeah. And as you drive off, you've got Michael Jackson blaring. <laughs> Uh, it's the most ridiculous game, you know. It's set, it's set in the eighties, and it's like Miami setting, like ridiculous music. It's have like Hawaiian yeah. t-shirts as well, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The yeah. game was just like mad, like, and yeah, it was it was good. I agree with you. Yeah, I like yeah. Soundtrack was awesome, and um, yeah, awesome. What about you, Andy? What's it going to be? I'm going to go with because um, I've been thinking about it a lot recently though it's probably not my top but playing something like like Mario Kart 64 or mm -hmm. GoldenEye 64 something like that yeah. but yeah, with, yeah. A with a condition that it has to be done right so I'm talking about old school playing it on an N64 yeah. with uh four you know three or you know four controllers plugged in using the proper analog stick controllers and stuff like that. Man with the golden gun. Yeah, you've got your mates next to you that is a you know that's that's got to be you know none of this online stuff social distance. next to you. Two you know, meters apart. Big social. <laughs> social distancing rinsing them as you as you kill them you know taking the piss <laughs> and having that banter. I've yeah. tried over the years to download like emulators. I've got stuff on my iPad. I've got controllers hooked up to it. I've got stuff like that, but it it doesn't bring back that experience. No. So it's not mm. the game necessarily. It's having that kind of like let's get the cartridge out. You know, you have to blow the cartridge and try and clean it. It's the, it's the total experience, isn't it? Of like yeah, being yeah, there, yeah. there and how things were and the people were like, yeah, yeah, that's it. So. So for me, that I suppose the N sixty four, I'll just I'll just take a platform and, and sort of own, you know. That yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. Good shout. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That where are we? Um, where are we at? Just to wrap things up a little bit. Obviously, mm -hmm. we hit YouTube last week, didn't we, with our first episode? And mm -hmm. I know that was easier to get that up and online because of the, the platform there. Yeah. Where are we in regards to uh, other place, places people can listen to us, and are we going to be are we going to be on other platforms, and, and what's the sort of um, what are we doing with that? Yeah. So yeah, good good note to wrap things up on. So we will be getting this video up on YouTube um, tonight, the day of recording, so Sunday. Um, it will be on Anchor as well, anchor.fm, which you can download on, I think you can get it on Apple and Android. You can listen on PC as well. So that's a podcasting platform. We are currently still going through the approval process with um, all of the other major podcast networks. So like um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
um, Spotify. So any podcast network of choice, you will soon to be able to um, listen and enjoy. Um, but it might take about a week or so. They got quite a stringent approval process, but um, we'll obviously let all the um, all of our lovely listeners know as soon as that happens. Um, on that note as well, actually, um, I wanted to let everybody know that I've created a Facebook group called the Global Gaming Community, um, where I want to bring um, players, gamers from all over the world, all different consoles, whether you're PC Master Race, hashtag PC Master Race, I should say, um, or console of any sort um, together, just a place where we can all chat and have fun. So I'll put the link in the description for this podcast episode, wherever you're listening to it. You'll also be able to search for it um, on Facebook, Global Gaming Community, and you can send requests to join that. Um, we'd love to see everyone in there. That'd be super awesome. But um, yeah, so this episode will be on um, Anchor tonight and on um, YouTube. And um, we'll let all of you guys know as soon as we're on the other platforms. Awesome. Nice. Thanks for doing the work there for that. And how are we looking? I know Callum's been doing some work with, with our socials. Are we out there now? We got access to all the, the major social sort of networks and stuff. How are we yeah. doing with that? So we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and we're even on LinkedIn. Wow, we made it. Yeah, I'm 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 working on some partnerships with Microsoft and, and Sony as well. <laughs> I think Hoppy's already secured the Microsoft deal, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Sponsorship will be through the roof in no time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nice, sweet. So that, that's all coming along nicely. So we are just bear with us, people. We are um, we are working on stuff, but it's a mixture of COVID and also some strict um, certification processes for for different platforms. But we we do intend on being everywhere you you want to listen, rather than forcing people to come over to YouTube or anything like that. Yeah. And if people have a particular topic they want us to talk about, we we'll need to get in touch, comment, message, whatever. Yeah, we are looking. Yeah, we want a message, leave us a comment on one of the posts. Whatever's easier. If you want to hear us rambling on about some random stuff, like just point us in the direction and let us ramble and we'll sort it out. Yeah, we're trying, yeah, we're trying to theme these episodes, aren't we? We're trying to have a rough theme for, for each uh, episode and that'll be in the title so you, you know what you're getting into. Today's obviously it was all about nostalgia, so apologies if you're someone who just keeps in touch with, with the latest games or, or wants to know what we're playing and stuff because that wasn't what this episode was about. There will be a new theme uh, for next week, so we're looking forward to that. But yeah, any any uh, advice or any tips or anything you want us to talk about? Do you want us to go in depth on on a platform? Do you want us to focus a whole episode on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and, and go full in depth? Uh, you know, let us know. We can adapt to that. Cool. Awesome. Good work. Awesome. See Thank you, week, you guys. Thank you, beautiful listeners. And we will speak to you all very soon. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.